The following program is sponsored by Evangelical Life Ministries. Welcome to Engaging Truth, the manifestation of God's Word in the lives of people around us. Join us each week as we explore the impact of His message of spiritual renewal, from the lesson of forgiveness forged in the crucible of divorce, to the message of salvation learned by an executioner from a condemned killer, to the gift of freedom found in the rescue of victims of human trafficking. This is God's Truth in Action. Welcome to Engaging Truth. This is Reverend Dr. Douglas Kringle, and today we are blessed to have as our guest Ashley Phelps. Ashley is a polymath, a multiply talented individual. Her talents include skills and abilities in both the arts and the sciences. In the area of science, Ashley works as a project engineer for Lidos, a leading cybersecurity and software firm, software firm. In the area of the arts, Ashley is a trained performing artist who uses her gifts as a vocalist, an actor, a director, and a worship leader here most recently at Gloria Day Lutheran Church. Welcome to Engaging Truth, Ashley. Thanks so much. Glad to be here. May we begin with that last gift? Gloria Day Lutheran Church is that's the one down the street from NASA, right? And what does leading worship look like for you at Gloria Day? Absolutely. Um, it's a little different than what my role has been before in leading worship. Um, so I, I tend to be more of like a fill in at this point um, where I'm kind of stepping in when some when a vocalist can't be there, um, things of that nature, when we've had people who have been out sick, you know, during the holidays, Jason and I, my husband, were in there filling in. So right now it's a little more fill-in rather than as continuous as it used to be over the last decade or so, but it's it's been a wonderful opportunity to be there. Now, you mentioned Jason. How do you find serving with your husband, Jason, in front of a congregation? Uh, it's I mean, that's how we met. Um, it's how we met. And so it, um, I don't know, I guess it, it makes it really special to me because that's sort of, that's how we became friends, then started dating, then got married. Um, so we're so used to doing that together that I guess it was sort of, now it's a very natural and normal thing, almost to the point where when I'm with other people, I'm like, oh, this is, this is different. Cause I have, you know, for the last 10 years, I spent all that time with Jason doing it. So when it is other people, it's definitely a different experience from, what it started as 12 years ago. So, Wow, it's wonderful to have that kind of historic perspective on it. A decade, that's terrific. Now, you did not start singing with your husband. You're, you're a trained vocalist, and you studied vocal performance at Greensboro College there in North Carolina, I believe. How do you find a way to mix the talents of both the professional musicians and vocalists with the talents of volunteers? Yeah, that's, that's a great question. Um, it, it can be, it can definitely be a challenge. And I think that a lot of times, you know, you have so many organizations are different. You know, some are of the belief of we are only hiring trained professionals. Some it's we only want volunteers and some it's kind of a marrying of both. Um, I know at Gloria Day, you know, that's kind of what we have is a marrying of both of those things, okay. which I think brings a real a, a beautiful level to it that you have some people who that is their full on, you know, that is their vocation is being a musician. Um, and then you have some who it's like, hey, I'm a banker by day, but I also am a really fabulous bass player, you know, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna do both. Um, 
So it can, I think it really depends on how your, how leadership views it there at the church. But I mean, I think that there's a place for all of it for sure. Um, just really depending on what that church's values are and what they're, what they're wanting to see on a Sunday morning or, or what kind of experience they're wanting the congregation to have of those who are leading them in worship. Now, when you're not singing the praises of the Lord at Gloria Day, you are working at a P-M-T-Y-A-S exclamation mark. It's a studio in Friendswood, Texas. I believe it means Pitch Me This Young Artist Series. It's a youth theater company. And what is your role at that studio? Yes. So it's really cool. Actually, worship leading at Gloria Day is what got me over there. Um, our keyboardist who was playing with us at Gloria Day for a long time, he and I became friends, found out that we both were musical theater people. He owns this company. And so um, he and his business partner, Shannon, uh, brought me in. And so I run what they call their mini program. So it is, um, I direct their shows um, for children ages five to nine. Um, and so I piloted that program last year for them. We tried it out. We didn't know if it was going to work, if it wasn't going to work. And it's grown to be one of our largest programs now at the theater. So I'm today is my first day of tech for uh, Charlie Brown Christmas. So we, we open that show this coming weekend. So that's our winter performance this year. How exciting. Charlie Brown Christmas would be great. That's fantastic. Yes. Do you find it that the drama ever ends up on the presentation area at Gloria Day? So it's I I well I have gotten to do some directing there I did with their um their Christmas program that they did with the kids we do sort of we used to call it Jingle Jam I think they're changing the name of it this year but the kids actually the worship service was the kids doing like a skit and so I did the directing for them with that um but I mean I did also have those opportunities at previous churches that we've been at we've done some special like monologues and things like that for um you know, for Easter and Christmas time and things like that, where I've gotten to to be a part of it. Um, but at Gloria Day in particular, yeah, that's been one of the areas was helping them with that and working with a bunch of middle schoolers to make something cohesive that was, you know, that was still a really fun, worshipful experience, but where some of our ones who are really interested in acting got to try out their chops a little bit. Beautiful. Now, the acting and the singing are not your only vocations, as we noticed in the introduction. You also work as a project engineer for Lidos. And since Lidos is a leading cyber operations firm, I imagine you're not singing and acting there. Would you describe what project engineer, what a project engineer does? Sure. Um, so, yes, yeah, so I'm at Lidos. Um, I work for what's called the cargo mission contract uh, for NASA. So I work with um, the International Space Station, the soon-to-be Artemis II launch, go into the moon, uh, the human landing system. Um, and so what I do basically is, uh, for my role anyway, project engineer can mean a lot of things. But for my role in particular, um, I work directly with the crew office at NASA. So when astronauts are getting ready to go up or those who are members, you know, that are Russian cosmonauts or even um ESA, uh, European Space Agency astronauts going up, they come to meet with me and I help to make sure that they have everything that they need for their mission. Um, so it comes down to the planning of that, um, being sure that we have what is necessary, not only for their comfort when they're up there, but also their health and safety. And so um, I spend a lot of time working with crew members and making sure that um, 
that they have exactly what it is that they need. So it's a lot of people. It's a lot more people interfacing than most people think of when they think of engineering. Interesting, because vocal performance, directing, being an artist and being a project engineer don't always come in the same resume. And no, I'm just curious <laughs> how one how one came to it. I mean, I guess they have in common a lot of planning, a lot of uh, needing to manage a lot of people doing a lot of specialized things, but in very different fields. So how did one get connected with the other in your life? Uh, yeah. So I when I first moved to Houston, um, I moved here and was, um, you know, I moved here as a musical theater actor. I had just come off my first professional contract out of college and was working in, at a theater in West Virginia for about six months. Um, and I loved it there. It was my second season with them, but it was my first one graduated, fully professional, so I enjoyed it. And moved to Houston um, and was acting at night, but needed something to pay the bills during the day because the arts sometimes don't pay super well. And so I started teaching at Trinity Lutheran in downtown Houston. Um so I was teaching uh, early education and ended up sticking with education for a very long time. I moved into administration there at the school, um, stayed home for almost five years when we had um, our second and third uh, children and decided to stay home for a bit because they're pretty close in age. Um, and so I stayed home with them, stepped back into education. And um, when we moved down here, I, I was still commuting all the way to Bel Air from Clear Lake. Um, <laughs> that was quite a hike and I I was starting to kind of question and wrestling with God about like do I want to stay in education for forever I've been an elementary school teacher for 12 years you know I I don't know that this is what I want to do for forever and the opportunity arose you know um, I had a friend mention this position to me and I said well I I have a degree in music and she said I promise you, you have this, you've been a teacher if you can juggle all the children you can juggle all the other things that go with this and uh, and so it just happened to work out, and I, I love what I do. So it's a really great – it was a very good challenge for me. Um, there was a lot to learn uh, because, yes, with a degree in the arts, uh, very, very different than now working in, you know, in a STEM environment. So um, I, it, was, it was a big change, but I've loved it. It's been wonderful. I was going to say that's a, a great uh, combination. If you can manage early childhood and education – students you can uh, also help astronauts what a wonderful wonderful combination <laughs> now uh last month uh, we were had as a guest uh, here on engaging truth uh, elizabeth killinger uh, she's an executive there in houston with nrg energy and we asked her and now would like to also ask you do you see science technology engineering and math the stem academic disciplines as working in harmony with your Christian faith or not so much? Oh, I, I most definitely think it does. I mean, I think there's a lot of people that argue it the other direction as well. Um, but I mean, I think as, as those of us who love Jesus and, you know, we know that God is not a God of chaos. He's a God of order, you know? And so I think there's something so amazing about getting to see things through the lens of science and seeing that, that well, that same order is present in the things that he's created, right? That that it's not just happenstance that these little things fit together and made a person, you know, but there is 
the same way that God is orderly in knowing everything that's happening on our world and caring about all of those pieces, that same principle gets applied to the other. And the other, I mean, especially now working within, you know, space industry and aerospace is to realize the the magnitude, I think, of his creation. For me, it's one of those things where I'm like, you can't look at some of these pictures that we get from the Hubble Space Telescope and go, well, that was just probably an accident. Like, it's it's mind-boggling to look at, you know, and to see just the handiwork that's there. And so I'm sure that there's people that who aren't followers of Jesus who could probably argue the opposite and just be like, well, isn't science amazing? I'm like, yeah, but for me, the two the two do go together because, like I said, it's that order that there's too much of it that's too perfectly done to say that it was just something that spontaneously could have happened without somebody who had a mind for order to put it together. Well, I have taken the tour as a civilian through the NASA regular NASA visiting center, and they take you on a tram, and it's a lot of fun. It's a great if you. If any listeners there haven't been to NASA, I'd highly suggest it. It's a lot of fun as an, a grown-up and as uh, if you have kids. However, it does get fairly sober at one point where they drive past an area that has memorials, basically, for astronauts who passed away. So there is a real community there at NASA, and it is it is a, a life-or-death type of experience for some. That has to be a powerful experience for a person who's a member of the NASA community, and then also to carry one's Christian faith within that community. Do you find yourself being the only Christian in NASA, or do you find that there are other Christians uh, with you at NASA? You know, I would, that I think is probably the most shocking part for me was coming here uh, because all my education experience was in private education. So I have always taught at a Christian school. I've never, I was never a public school teacher um, so coming into more of a secular, you know, job sector, uh, had me a little nervous, like, oh my gosh, am I going to be, you know, the, the weird person out, the strange person? And it has actually surprised me how many people are people of faith that I'm working around, you know, perhaps different, you know, um, different denominations and things like that. But I've actually been surprised at the number of people that I have worked with crew members that I work with who are, who are, you know, who love Jesus and are following him. And it was pretty surprising. You know, it may not get talked about in the boardroom the same way that it did for me in conferences when I was a teacher, you know, where I could grab hands with a parent that's struggling with their child and pray with them, you know, so that's a little bit different. But I will say that that was the thing that I was most nervous about because I had never worked in that kind of an environment. And I found myself very pleasantly, um, yeah, just very pleasantly surprised at how different that was than what I thought. Now, I would say that there's still quite a few people who don't. Um, but I was surprised at the number of people who, who do. Yeah, it's very interesting indeed. I believe one of your fellow members there at Gloria Day is an astronaut and took some of those great pictures from the from the space station. And so you're not alone in your connection with NASA over there at Gloria Day. No, not at all. Not at all. We have, there's, there's quite a few. And even in my neighborhood, I mean, I have crew members who live in my neighborhood that I see walking down the road and things like that. So it's uh, it, yeah, it is a very interesting, <laughs> very interesting community for sure. 
beautiful. Now, is it true that women are underrepresented in the STEM disciplines? And if so, how did you find yourself entering the STEM disciplines? I know your background was in art, but you as a project engineer are, I'm sure, working with many scientists and engineers as well. So how did you kind of explain that a little bit before? Do you find yourself needing to learn more STEM disciplines? You mentioned when you were onboarding with NASA that you had, to, it had was quite a big change. Yeah, I mean, I think for to answer your first part about women, I would say that um, I think for a long time that had been the case, but it is really exciting to see more and more women that are part of it. You know, my team is comprised fully of women. So there are four of us women that make up my my immediate team, um, which is awesome. And they're they're wonderful women. I love who I get to spend my day with. I'm so blessed with that. But we also, you know, we're seeing more and more female crew members being accepted into the astronaut training classes and stuff like that, which is, I mean, it's very exciting. You know, I mean, we're getting ready, you know, this coming next year, we're going to be sending the first woman to the moon, you know, which, I mean, that's, that's awesome. That's so exciting to see, you know, because we haven't been there in over 50 years, um, which is a very cool piece of history to be a part of. Um, but I mean, yes, I would say that because the technology is ever growing and things are changing, you know, there's always something new to learn. There's always something that's, um, yeah, that, that's changed or has developed more. Um, but I think that that shift over, you know, I, my dad was, a, um, is an engineer, um, for the, for the Navy and has been my, my whole life. Um, so he works, uh, works on the F-35. He's the chief test engineer, flight test engineer for the F-35 for the Navy. And um, so aerospace has been something that's been around me my whole life, you know. Um, and so getting to now kind of step into that, you know, and seeing kind of the world that my dad was coming from, too, was kind of interesting because we could not have been more opposite from each other. But considering my dad was an engineer, he really pushed me to go to school for the arts which a lot of people who have a dad who's an engineer, you know, they're like, no, you're going to go into something that's lucrative, you know? And my father was like, no, no, you're not there. Why would you go for anything else? Like, this is what you are. You need to go do this. And he pushed me very hard to do it, which I'm grateful for because I had a lot of friends who wanted to go for the arts and their parents pushed them the other direction. So it's been kind of nice to get to, to do both, you know, and that I still am given the opportunity to do both of those things simultaneously. Well, we're very sensitive to that in our household because my wife and my daughter are both art teachers in elementary school. So we, we appreciate the <laughs> arts very much in our household. In addition to serving as a vocalist with your husband and teaching an artist, you're a teaching artist at the Young Artist Series and as a project engineer at Lidos working with NASA, you have other vocations as a mother, as a wife. How do you manage all these vocations? Uh, some days better than others. Uh, <laughs> there's, there's, uh, there's definitely. As our two youngest have gotten older, our oldest daughter is uh, a senior this year, so she is getting ready to go to college. Um, and the two littlest are um, our middle daughter; she's nine, and our son is eight. Uh, and so they're starting to get involved in more activities. So there's definitely logistical challenges some nights where I'm telling Jason, "You're taking him to this. I'm taking Ileana to this. We're gonna." you know, work these things out. Um, 
And it, and there are definitely seasons, I would say. We just came out of my son playing football, and that was – he was in football three nights a week. I was at the theater two nights a week. My middle daughter participates in that, so she was there with me. But um, it can be a lot. But I will say something that Jason and I have always kind of really – and made sure that our kids knew was important to us, too, is that, you know, in the evenings, you know, if, like, when it's their bedtime or even sometimes when we've had, you know, our, our date night where we go out and they're, you know, with the babysitter or with grandma, you know, is that for us, like making sure that our kids know that, hey, sometimes mom and dad, we have to have that time together because if we're not, if he and I are not at our best with each other, we also, you know, we tell them we can't be the mom and dad that we're supposed to be for you, you know, so if daddy and I aren't, aren't in sync, then it's going to affect you too, you know, and so that's important. But there are definitely seasons where it's uh, busier than others. And I would say now that the kids are a little more self-sufficient and older, it's better. But our two youngest are a year and 13 days apart. So, yeah, so we found out we were having our son the day after our daughter turned five months old. And then he was early. So she's January 2014. He's January 2015. And uh, those first couple years of that, that was a little wild. But now they actually, you know, they can get in the shower on their own for the most part without someone having to harass them and clean up their things. So that's that's definitely helpful. But, yeah, it is it is a lot to balance. And I will say there's some times where I have committed to too many things at one time um, and having to learn what yeses to say and what noes to say. <laughs> and I'm still working well, on that because that's definitely not my strong suit. <laughs> We all have so many things in our life. It's a busy world and someone who has so many talents yeah. as you do uh, that comes with some challenges too. Uh, God gives you the talents and also the challenges. So both are needed. Thank you, Ashley, for being our guest here at Engaging Truth. And would you please join me in a word of prayer as we come to the end of our time together? Absolutely. Lord Heaven, we thank you for gifting Ashley with so many talents and abilities from uh, leading worship and leading people in praise to leading people in their work of artistic creation, the theater. We ask, Lord, your blessings there, as well as your blessings on her work with NASA and Lidos as a project engineer. Lord, we thank you for leaders in our community, our church community, and our general community who are following you praising you, following your guidance, even if that guidance takes them to be part of an outer space mission or a mission to the moon. Lord, again, here are thanksgivings as we approach a time of thanksgiving and as we approach Christmas, we praise your name and thank you for this time together. Now we conclude our, our time and commend ourselves uh, to you and your time. In Christ's name we pray it. Amen. Thank you so much, Ashley, and thank you all for listening to Engaging Truth. Thank you for listening to this broadcast of Engaging Truth. Be sure to join us each week at this time. To help support our ministry, contact Evangelical Life Ministries, Post Office Box 568, Cypress, Texas, 77410, or visit our website at elmhouston.org, or find us on Facebook at Evangelical Life Ministries. Thank you.